Welcome to the Dime Podcast, where we share our two cents about five questions to help simplify your business so you can focus on your mission. Today, we're talking about insurance. We're talking about determining your insurance needs and how important that is for your organization. I'm your host, Nils Smith, and I'm joined by CEO and founder of Dime, Ben Habeck. Ben, as we jump into this conversation about insurance and determining your insurance needs, I would love to hear the first thought that comes to your mind when you even hear the word insurance. Oh, first thought that comes to mind uh, would probably be complicated. Complicated. First word that comes to mind. Yes. It's complicated, man. Uh, Insurance, health insurance, auto insurance, workers' comp insurance, I don't know. It's it's a complicated topic. And the the truth is we all buy it and we rarely use it, except for health insurance. You know, we use that frequently. But, um, you know, most insurance, we don't even really know, know what we're buying or what we're getting. We're just hoping that we're getting something. It's complicated stuff. Yes. Yes. I, I remember my my first insurance that I bought as an adult was my in-laws told me their insurance provider was State Farm. And I went and got my rental, my house rental or my apartment rental insurance through this lady. And, but the memory that comes to mind, Ben, is this lady's photo uh, was the worst photo I've ever, I've never met her. Uh, and I, we used her for 10 years. Uh, but I remember always thinking every time I got a statement from State Farm and we, we think I'd never had to really use the insurance. We just paid her money. Uh, but we get statements and thought, can you not take a better picture? That was the best picture. So that's what came to mind. Um, and so I sent money uh, to this lady that it was like Buzz's girlfriend. If you remember uh, from home alone, uh, oh, yeah. that, that photo, that was, uh, that was her. And I've been told too, that she was actually a very attractive lady that just took a bad photo on that day. Continued to use the same photo for 10 years. Well, Ben, let's, let's get into the topic of insurance. Um, it, when it comes to insurance, what what are what are the different types of insurance that a business or an organization needs to be thinking about, like property or casualty insurance? Yeah, so the the sort of right off the bat, depending on the type of organization you are, you really should consider some sort of liability insurance. And by liability insurance, we mean if you're an accountant, you should get an accountant's type uh, professional liability insurance. If you're a church, you you should get some sort of pastoral coverage. Um, You know, if you're a small business, you should get a general liability policy, that sort of thing. Um, What insurance agents do and what what companies have, have done is they have put together what they call a package policy. And so it's really, they've sort of tried to simplify this process and they say, okay, we're going to sell you a, a package policy. And that, that includes all these different types of insurance, but you're going to pay one premium and one bill, and we're going to cover you for all this different type of stuff, all these different liabilities and things like that. And so they've tried to make it simple by lumping everything together. The problem is if you're a church, for example, there's a lot of stuff that isn't necessarily included in that policy. So I will give you one example and something that for us, it's, it's very, very important. Um, you, when you go buy your package policy or your liability policy with a, for a church, you're going to get um, pastoral misconduct and pastoral coverage, and you're going to get some 
coverage on your property and your facility and all your equipment and that sort of thing. Um, what you sort of have to negotiate or pursue separately is what's called sexual misconduct insurance or sexual abuse and molestation uh, insurance. And this is one of those coverages that when you're, if you're a startup church, you can get it, it's really expensive and they don't wanna cover you for very much. And the reason is, is because they're saying, you're brand new, you probably don't have great policies and procedures in place. So, you know, something bad could happen. And so we're gonna mitigate our risk, we're gonna charge you a lot of money and we're not gonna give you very much coverage. So put some policies and procedures in place for how children are checked into your, you know, your children's areas and things like that and how, you know, children are handled back there and really pursue the highest limits you can pursue. Get at least a million dollars if you're a startup church, pursue a million dollars. They may not give it to you, but try to get it. A million dollars won't go very far if you, you know, God forbid, have some sort of issue back there in your children's areas. So try to get as much coverage as you can with that. Um, Package everything else together as best you can. Um, and then don't forget about your workers' comp insurance. Um, and then uh, that, that covers sort of all the property casualty side of things. If you are a portable church, you're going to need some sort of what they call in, inland marine policy. Um, that covers your equipment as it's sort of driving back and forth from storage to your portable facility. Um, and then if you're a small business, it's, it's far simpler if you're a small business. You're going to get your package policy. You're going to get your, uh, you know, professional liability if you need that. And then you're going to get a workers' comp policy. If you have over, you know, three or four or five employees, you'll want to get workers' comp. And by the way, for a church, um, if you have workers' comp insurance, typically that workers' comp insurance will cover your volunteers. Um, but you're going to want to make sure with your agent that that, that is in fact, that your volunteers are covered under your workers' comp policy. Wow. So that there, there's a lot uh, that, that you just said there uh, for, for somebody that doesn't know insurance. Practically, when it comes to money you're spending on insurance, because you said you want to get at least as much as you can get, in, so at least a million dollars if possible, um, around, you know, for a, a church start. Um, is, there, is there an amount that, that an organization should budget of like, five percent of our revenue or income needs to go back out to insurance or ten percent or two percent that that that's kind of a standard number that we should be just making sure we're investing into insurance to protect ourselves you know there's a i I wish there was i wish it was that simple but it is believe me i I used to work for an insurance company Um, i actually was in the accounting department at an insurance company and i did some actuarial type work and it is extremely complicated to try to figure out what you should be paying. Every organization is different. There is not one size fits all and here's your price. Um, The area of the country plays uh, a factor, whether the pastor, for example, has a master's degree or not, weighs into it. Um, The type of facility you're in, there, there are so many factors that play into it. It's just really hard to say, pay this percentage or that percentage. Um, One thing I would say is almost every industry, so almost every company that you buy insurance from, so maybe I should explain that. When you go to your insurance agent, if they are a state farm agent or an all state agent, 
they are only selling state farm insurance or all state insurance. If you go to an independent agent, which for a business, uh, that's typically what we recommend. And, and we are actually physically independent insurance agents. Our, our company is, um, they can sell a whole bunch of different companies in insurance. So an independent agent could sell Hartford, Travelers, Amtrust, they can sell all these different companies. And the reason we recommend that is because they have a lot of different options from a pricing perspective. And every one of those companies typically has a, special, a specialization. So Church Mutual, for example, they write obviously a lot of church insurance. So they're gonna have really great rates for churches. They're gonna have all different kinds of coverages that churches should get and that sort of thing. Amtrust has a, a program called First Nonprofit. They're great at nonprofit insurance. Um, Hartford is great at small business insurance, et cetera. So find an insurance agent that can sell all different companies' insurance and then uh, give them all the information. And insurance agents oftentimes want to sell you the world. They want to sell you, you know, more coverage than what you really need. Find an insurance agent that you can build a relationship with. It's a similar discussion when we talked about yep. taxes and things like that. Um, typically, and, and Nils, even in your intro there, you said, I paid this lady for 10 years and I never met her. Yep. Um, you really should have built a relationship with her, talk to her a couple times a year and say, hey, these are the changes that we've made. What can we do to reduce our pricing, et cetera? The more they know about you, the better job they'll do getting you the, the right kind of coverage for the right price. Yeah, that's good. That, and the truth is I just avoided my insurance agent because I didn't want to think about insurance. I just wanted to pay it and hope that I was covering myself when it logically, I should have been getting to know what I was paying for. Uh, and, and there probably were a lot of benefits where I could have restructured things or saved some money. Um, it's, it's very, it's yeah. very common though, you know, insurance agents and you know, this is, this is our industry too. It's, and some, hopefully I'm not talking bad about our industries here, but insurance agents are kind of banking on that. It's, it's way easier. They get paid every year for that policy that renews every year. And at the end of the day, you have to have insurance. So you don't want to deal with it. And they would rather you not call them. I think sometimes they would rather you just auto pay it and renew it every year. And then they don't have to worry about it. But the agent you want to work with is the agent that wants to communicate with you a couple times a year, especially if you're a small business or a church, you know, meet with that agent, you know, your insurance agent a couple times a year yep. and talk with them about the different things that are going on and build a relationship with them. Yes. And I, it's fascinating to find out, Ben, that you used to work in accounting at an insurance uh, firm that's, and I think about top five jobs that I would be terrible at, that would be probably in the top two or three. Uh, that just sounds uh, terrible to me. But I, <laughs> I have no doubt uh, that you excelled uh, in, in that role at that, that insurance group. Let's, let's talk about insurance that you're now providing for your employees. Um, where, where do you begin as you start thinking through how do we, how do we provide insurance benefits to our employees? Uh, where, where, should you, where should you get started? So, you know, insurance really falls into a couple different categories. So what we've been talking about primarily is, is what's called property casualty insurance. Yeah. Um, this is really more along the lines of employee benefits, health insurance, disability insurance, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, this really starts from a budget perspective. 
Um, it used to be that employers could reimburse employees for a specific amount or a specific percentage of their insurance. And then the employee could go out and get their own health insurance. Um, you know, the IRS and the government came in and said, you can't do that anymore. So there's, there's different things that people do. Um, if you're a small organization, um, the best thing you can do is find it in association. So if you're a, if you're a church, for example, you can find a, uh, a church association that you can buy your, in, your health insurance through. If you're a, an accounting firm or another small business, you can typically find uh, an organization that, you know, we, we buy our, our insurance, for example, through the AICPA. We have lots and lots of employees, but it's still cheapest for us to buy it through that group because they have tons of employees, they get lower rates and we get, you know, really good benefits. Um, there's also a concept out there called a PEO, um, which is essentially your employees are your employees, but they're on the books of another organization. And um, ADP is an organization we work with. They have thousands of employees within their PEO group. And um, they essentially pay your employees. They provide health insurance. They provide all kinds of benefits. And you pay them a fee for doing that but they're still your employees. So I would say uh, determine what you can afford financially and then go out and find multiple sources to give you prices. So find a health insurance agent or broker, uh, talk to ADP or somebody that has a PEO and then look at an association or a group that uh, you may be able to join for a small annual fee that you can buy your employee benefits or your health insurance through. That's typically the, the path, you know, follow those sort of three standards and get pricing and then, you know, figure out which one's cheapest and which one's yeah. the, the best and go from there. Yeah. Good advice. Great practical advice. I, so, so going back to, and I'm jumping around here a little bit uh, because the, in, the insurance needs for an organization uh, vary. And, and so I, I heard, and this was related to, life insurance, a personal insurance, but I'm assuming this relates to an organization where a financial advisor said, you don't want to win the lottery. If you have to file an insurance claim, you just need enough to cover your, your expenses uh, or, uh, you know, cover your needs if that insurance takes place. And so I think this goes back to the, the original question of how much do you get? How do, how do you figure that out? How do you really begin to, to estimate um, we, we, we need this much liability insurance. We need this much um, casualty insurance or, you know, fire insurance or what, property, you know, whatever certain insurance needs are that are out there. How, how do you determine how much is too much and how much is too little? Because obviously we're going to lean in. We don't want to pay less, but we want to have the peace of mind that we're covered. So how do, how do you navigate that, that tension? So, you know, you've always heard that story of the building burned down and I got screwed by the insurance company yep. or it took us X number of years to settle yep. the claim. Um, we've had churches that we worked with or that we still work with that, uh, you know, have gone through just terribly grueling process. Um, they didn't buy their insurance from us. They do now. But, <laughs> you know, they've gone through this terribly grueling multi-year process with lawyers and an expensive process to try to settle claims um, so, you know, my, my advice is, is really to buy as much insurance as you can afford. So, uh, talk with your agent about sort of what are the standards, 
your agent is going to have some real good advice for you from a, a property perspective. You need to, you know, at least cover replacement costs and that sort of thing. Um, when it comes to molestation or sexual abuse insurance, um, you, you want as much as you can get. If you can get $5 million in coverage, do it. Um, because that's one of those things that can really do a lot of damage to the organization. Um, you'd be really surprised, man. People out there will sue churches and small businesses for so many weird things. Um, you know, the, the, the story that we've heard before is uh, there was a, a student sitting in the service and heard the pastor say this on the stage. The student left the service and went outside and killed himself. The, the, uh, the family sued the church because they said that it was the pastor's fault because what he said on the stage prompted the child to go do that. So the pastor personally got sued for that. Um, so make sure you've got just sufficient insurance everywhere uh, and ask your agent, what should we get? Um, and then at the end of the day, I always recommend individually, personally, uh, buying an umbrella insurance policy. And I was friends with the uh, president of a huge international insurance company. And he just made that recommendation to me and we've just done it forever. You know, get your auto insurance, get your health insurance, get your homeowner's insurance, and then buy an umbrella policy. Even if you have renter's insurance, um, you can still buy an umbrella policy. It covers you really inexpensive. What, like, what does that mean, an umbrella policy? Yeah, so an umbrella policy would be, uh, you know, let's say your auto insurance will cover you up to, you know, $500,000 in medical insurance. Well, let's say it's a really bad wreck and your auto insurance pays the $500,000, but the claim really is going to cost $700,000. Your umbrella policy covers over top of that, like an umbrella, yep. and it'll cover you up to maybe $2 million in coverage. So if you've only, if your auto insurance stops at 500, your umbrella policy will pick up and cover the rest up to 2 million. Yep. So an umbrella policy is, is really inexpensive. It might only cost you $100 for the whole year, hmm. but it will cover you for whatever is above the limits of your current policies up to, you know, sometimes two, $3 million. So I would highly recommend that, especially for pastors get a personal umbrella policy, spend the $100. If somebody randomly decides to sue you personally because you said something from the stage that caused somebody to go do something stupid, then make sure you are personally sufficiently covered and then you have an umbrella policy that will cover you, you know, up to a, a very high limit. Interesting, interesting. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit about insurance reform. Uh, so, so when I when I say that term, I have no idea what I'm saying, uh, but I hear it a lot. Uh, is there something that can you maybe explain a little bit about what insurance reform is and what what how it relates to organizations and how they should approach or or be aware of insurance reform? So, insurance reform is it's extremely complicated, and and frankly, I feel like it changes every couple months. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the idea of insurance reform is really this concept of Insurance has sort of been standardized. The states have, have sort of dictated how insurance is purchased. Um, you know, you buy your auto insurance one way, you buy your health insurance typically through an employer. And so in, insurance reform is really just this idea of saying, does auto insurance work? And 
does the state requiring people to buy auto insurance, is that effective? If yes, then leave it as is. If no, then what needs to change to make it more effective? Yep. And really insurance reform, that big, that topic has become popular over the last few years with um, you know, the Affordable Care Act and Obamacare and that whole concept. Health insurance has not been extremely effective over the last several years. Really, you know, for, for many years, it hasn't been super effective. Yep. A lot of people have gone by without having health insurance, which ends up costing the government lots of money. And so, um, so health care reform is really the, the concept. And it's, all that is is saying something needs to change. It's not working. What's the best way of doing it? And how should, how should it be priced? And how should people buy it? Yeah, it's good. It's good. That makes, we make, could makes talk, I, I don't know. There's, there's one other concept that a lot of people, especially in the faith-based space, have been talking about. Yeah. And it's this idea of a medical sharing plan. Yeah. yeah. Um, and those medical sharing plans have really changed over time. Mm-hmm. Um, previously, so there's a concept called um, credible coverage. And that is that I have insurance. It's credible I've bought it through an insurance company. And so I've had what's called credible coverage. Um, In the health insurance space, what happened was people didn't have health insurance. Mm -hmm. They were required to then go buy it. And so they went to the health insurance company and the health insurance company said, well, you haven't had health insurance for two years. So we don't know if you're healthy. So we're going to wait for six months. We're going to put you on a policy, but for six months, we're really not going to cover any claims because we need to make sure you're actually healthy before we start covering you. Well, that, that was very complicated. So when people go on these medical sharing plans, it's, it historically has not been considered credible coverage. So if something bad happened to them and they said, now we need to go get real health insurance. When they went to do that, the insurance company would say, "Mm, sorry, you haven't had health insurance for sick, you know, a year or whatever. So we're not going to cover you for a long time. Um, So that has sort of gone away. They, I think they're now considering it credible coverage, but one thing to keep in mind, and there's a case of this that happened in Georgia. uh, Somebody went to the hospital. They had a a major issue. I think it cost them around $20,000. They submitted the, or the, uh, they went to give the health insurance or the Yep. medical yeah. sharing card yeah. to, to the hospital. And the hospital yep. said, we don't accept this. We need you to actually pay the bill. And uh, it, was a, it was a big issue in the state of Georgia. There are some hospitals and some doctors that do not accept medical sharing plans. Mm-hmm. So make sure before you go on a medical sharing plan that you know, the hospitals in your area and the doctors in your areas will actually accept that as insurance because lots of them are not. Interesting. And do you have a personal opinion on, on whether those are good ideas or not? Um, share? I, that's good. So my personal opinion is buy health insurance, yep. medical plans. I, I'm just not a huge fan of them. I, I think there's a, um, you know, there's a lot of risk uh, involved in that. And health insurance is always already, you know, sort of risky as it is. So medical sharing plans are, are not, they would not be my first choice. Yeah. That's good. I appreciate you being honest uh, <laughs> in, in, in uh, that, that question. Let's, let's talk about insurance premiums. Uh, so one of the things I hear uh, from, from a lot of business owners uh, or, or CEOs of nonprofits 
is our insurance premiums are killing us and they go up year after year after year. Is, is there something that organizations can do to lock in a rate or future proof themselves? Or is this just something organizations have to get used to? Is it just going to keep going up and that's just what it is? Um, yes, there is something you can do and that is to shop it. So, uh, and I'm, I hope I'm not sounding like I'm picking on you, Nils, but you know, most people buy their insurance, they set it and forget it. And for 10 years, they have the same insurance. If they get a new car, they just call their person up and say, Hey, I got a new car. And they start billing you for the new car. Um, don't do that especially if you're a small business or a a church, don't do that. You know, price it, shop, have your insurance agent shop your insurance every year. And that will, that will uh, allow you to make sure uh, that you are sufficiently covered at the right price. And I think that's the key when you think about insurance in general, am I sufficiently covered and am I paying an appropriate rate for that coverage? So um, pursue that. The health insurance world is probably where you mostly find those rate increases. Yep. You know, agents love to tell you, and we, we don't sell health insurance. We only sell property and casualty insurance, but uh, health insurance brokers love to tell you that, ah, it's just a standard 20% increase every year. Um, that's bogus. Yep. Uh, your insurance agent should go out and shop your insurance every year. And, um, you know, they should get you a new price every year for that for that coverage. Um, don't just you know set it and forget it, especially with health insurance. Yeah, that's that's good. That's good, and I'm I'm glad to be picked on uh, in the realm of 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 insurance uh, things that that. I'm learning so much uh, from every question. Ben, uh, these insights have been so great. Is there any other advice you'd share with leaders when it comes to determining their insurance needs? Yeah, I, th- I think the key question to ask your agent, and again, you want to build a relationship with your agent. Um, I-, I think generally insurance agents want to have a relationship with you, especially if they're, if they're a, uh, you know, selling uh, business insurance. They want to have a relationship with you. So, so meet with them a couple times a year, talk about your coverages, that sort of thing. I- I- I'm telling you, uh, a couple of phone calls, a couple of meetings, can can make all the difference in the world when it comes to insurance just prioritize that it is not a big deal to spend an hour or two hours a year meeting with your agent and building a relationship with them they most likely want to have a relationship with you so so pursue that relationship and the question you really want to ask them is am i sufficiently covered and am i paying the appropriate rates for that coverage you want to have sufficient coverage and you want to pay the appropriate rate. So ask them that question or those questions. So good. So good. Well, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Dime Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, uh, share this podcast with a friend on social media or wherever it is that you're listening. Uh, Share this with others. If you believe this content would be valuable for them to learn more about Dime, visit our website at simpledime.com and learn how we can provide relief to your organization. Thanks so much for listening.